Hey everybody, it's Malia with the Just Ask Malia podcast, and I'm sitting at the bourbon table with my dear friend Alex Worrell with Woodford Insurance, and he is going to share his story. What a great day it is to be with you, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. I, I like sharing a little bit about you know insurance, my life story, and you know how we can ultimately help people find the solutions they need uh, for whatever their real estate needs are. And, and I love that because we started Just Ask Malia because everybody's out there promoting individuals or different industries. And I'm a full believer that stories are the heart of our business. And you run a very successful family-owned second-generation insurance company. And people that just meet you for the first time are looking at you like, wow, he made it. He's successful. But they never stop to ask or maybe they're afraid or um, cautious to ask, how did you get there? And I believe success leaves clues and the challenges and the failures that we go through to get there are the best lessons, not only for ourselves, not to repeat them, but to pave the way of success for other people. So that's why we do this. And I also think that once people know your story, how can they not love you even if they haven't met you? And for those of you that aren't able to see Alex, you're going to have to go and look at some of the social media that we do. It is so easy for me to look across the table and talk to him. He's a great guy inside and out. We work out together in the morning and he's just a great community leader and family man. So tell me, how the heck did you get into insurance? Because you didn't start in insurance. No, you know, I'm the oldest of my family. Um, and so really, I I guess I'm hard-headed in this fact that I want to truly kind of make my own story. Um, you know, I didn't just fall into the, oh, well, your parents own an insurance agency, just go work for them right out of college. Now, I did get out of college in probably a very difficult economic time, you know, 2009. Oh, good and, time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So, um, you know, I really focused on kind of using, I guess, my skills of being a connector um, and, and really learned, I think, more on the sales side of things. Um, so I actually started off in door-to-door sales um, in a lawn care franchise company. Um, and, you know, that kind of grew into my um, schooling, you know, in, in Transy and um, the accounting side. And so they promoted me into a... Uh, issue we call operations role. And so I was managing a lot of people across multiple different franchises all through Kentucky, uh, some in Tennessee, and then kind of they, they bought another uh, group out in Cincinnati, Ohio. So, you know, I was going across multiple states and, and really found, you know, my love for really helping find the solution to whatever the problem was. Um, and so then in 2020, um, my first child was born. And, uh, she loves to go to the gym. Changed her world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she. Wait, she even has her own set of dumbbells. I mean, well, that's pretty she, cool. She takes Eliza's dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're for, uh, yeah, for Eliza and, and, and Corbett. So it's awesome. So I really kind of had a shift in direction, I would call it. Um, you know, I really wanted to do something that I owned and I had it. I could really put my full footprint on. So joined the agency with my parents. Kind of the unique story is they started the agency when I was born. Being the oldest, I joined the agency with them to continue on uh, second generation ownership when my first was born. So you said, you've said a lot of different things that I totally want to dive into. I heard you say connector, which I love that. I say I'm like the magnet connector to people. And I think true leaders are always looking to connect. So I want to get on that. You also talked about diving into relationships and then knowing the operations. And I think the most powerful one that I think a lot of people need to hear is that you've redirected your focus. And I believe that you can always make a decision. And if it's the wrong one or maybe not the best path, you can always make another decision. And so many people don't do that. So we're going to dive into all those three, but this is a transy boy. So you are from the heart of Lexington. Um, your parents started this agency. Talk about that because you said they did it when you were born 
And I'm feeling a lot of synergies with you with my family business that we have here being an accounting major as well. So I'm in real estate and it's like we're not in the accounting field, but it helped us a lot. Talk about mom and dad. Yeah. So they started the agency in 1987. You know, they bought and it was an existing agency. So they bought it from my mom's, I guess she would have been cousin's mother. And so from there, they bought, you know, several smaller agencies coming throughout central Kentucky. They run the the office out of the front two frames of the house. Isn't it great? So I go to school, come home and there's clients in the office. They're talking about insurance and you know, I think that's really where I first got my true like connection to people and, you know, what they do, how they do it, how they run their business on a day-to-day basis. So how was that when you would come home and p- strange people would be that you didn't know in your house as a, a young boy? I loved it. You know, I just... I think didn't know any different. Just naturally, that was just my thing. I, I liked being around people. I think my oldest, she's the exact same way. She doesn't know a stranger. Yeah. Um, you know, she's not shy. She's not like, you know, she's not timid. Um, just walk right in and they're just like mom and dad. And so it's really cool to see it now with my own kids, but I'm sure you know, I, that was me growing up. I was free labor too, you know, so they had files. No, 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 you weren't free labor. They were able to use you as a tax deduction. You just didn't know it. <laughs> True. True in many ways, yes. We had paper files when I was growing up, and so there was a big file room behind the front two rooms. You are dating yourself, and you're not that old. (laughs) Uh, I know. know, We even had a typewriter. We'd have to type, you know, hand hand type out things uh, for certain clients, whether it was bonds or uh, insurance cards. And, you know, there are all these things that we don't think about today because it's just click on the computer and send it. It didn't used to be that way. Well, it's even, you know, you have to physically sign things. And now everything's electronic signature, especially with insurance. You guys have that ability. It's changed the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it truly has. I mean, I can do business all over the state in any given day, and I could be right here in Lexington. That's great. I wouldn't have it any other way. I like to be able to touch all corners of the state. Um, I truly, you know, have a connection somehow, some way to almost every corner of the state. I've been to every county seat. Uh, I filed paperwork in every every county in the state. Um, so that was in college, uh, working for a law firm. So learned out quickly. I didn't want to be a law. Okay. So that's a good point. You get into mom and dad's business and we'll go back there, but you started, your first job was being a runner for a local well-known law firm here. What, what about that helped you be the success that you are today. I mean, truly the the lawyers and the people that they knew, uh, the events that they attended, um, you know, my my biggest thing was I was always around. Whether whether I was there early in the morning or in the afternoon, it, it would always be um, one of those things that there were always friends or colleagues or other people kind of coming and going throughout our office answer the phones in the evening. So our receptionist would leave, I think at like four o'clock and we had to have somebody there to answer the phones from four to six. So I would do that and I would meet and connect with so many people on the phone just as a runner. And, you know, I, I would learn, you know, who would call for who and the relationships, it's just invaluable. And then, you know, dealing with other law firms throughout the city and in other counties and uh, just I grew to understand and kind of start creating, I guess, my role with that. And I think that's really important to remember. And for those that may be listening and not knowing what field to get into or how to branch into that, it's sometimes just being there and taking the lesser job or a small job that really from our end or from like the leaders end, those small jobs are so essential, but aren't where we need to be focusing our time and you learned all the connections and you were kind of the first face of of the firm before they got to the firm, weren't you? Many times, yes. Absolutely. You know, they'd walk off the elevator and they turn reception desk is right there. And so, you know, you have to greet them, get them whatever they need, drink, you know, water, diet coke, tea, whatever it may be, get them comfortable in the lobby. 
and then go find the attorney that they're meeting. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, we had a lot of social gatherings. I got to you know spend a lot of time with the founder of the firm, um, just one on one. You know, taking him different places because he was so. I mean, he was always very, 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 very busy during the day. If he could, you know, spend time on his phone, on his computer while we're driving somewhere to go to some kind of social engagement or an event, you know, we would just sit there and we'd, we'd talk as he's working and it was an invaluable experience. I, I mean, I truly, truly think that that was kind of the catalyst for me of getting going in my ultimate career. The connections that I made all the way through the types of law that they practice, you know, they did a lot with the, they did a lot with, um, real estate transactions and closings. And so I got to see all of that stuff and I got to go and just be present. Like, like you said, you know, be present in whatever it is and just pick their brains about all the different things that can go wrong and can go right. <laughs> um, you know, rushing across town to get closing documents to an office to get the transaction done, get the deal done, whatever it may be, I've lived it. I've been there. I enjoy it. And it makes what I do today. But not law. But you yeah. chose no law. You chose not to follow the path of law, which is interesting. But valuable lessons learned. 100%. So how did that take you into, into the landscaping business? Kind of just grew out of wanted to be a runner for the rest of my life. Um, so had to, had to have a dose of growing up. And actually, ironically, I ran into Stephen Hillmeyer, who owns weed, the Weed Man franchises, and talking to him, and he said, you know, we kind of had a restructuring, and again, this is 2010, so the economy was still kind of not the best. And he said, you know, we had some restructuring. Um, you got to come in and interview with my son, Chase. Um, so I went in, interviewed with those guys, and everything went well, and they hired me for door-to-door sales. I love that. Door-to-door, because in real estate, we're door-to-door constantly lead generating. I mean, everybody says lead generating and cold calling or doing door-to-door is such a nasty, but in reality, what business doesn't do that? What business isn't out there looking to make the next connection that we talked about? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so the way that the lead generation worked was we hired high school and college kids to go knock on the doors and get the lead, get the warm lead for us. And then they'd send myself, the service advisor, in to talk to the homeowner, measure the lawn, go through the program. And sometimes it was in the dead of winter, freezing cold. You know, you're sometimes tripping through, you know, somebody's yard. You don't know what's out there. There's snow. There's just all kinds of stuff. Um, but you learn a lot about yourself to just really push through and to really figure out how to connect with people at the end of the day. Again, how to connect those folks. Being from here, I think that gave me a little bit of help, but I had to ask the right questions to get people to open up because nobody wants to talk about lawn care. It's it's interesting. I was just on our partner call with Place and we were talking about generating leads and talking with people and the differences between introverted people and extroverted people and how they can convert conversations into business opportunities. And it was fascinating. I have to pull the stats and post them. But, you know, extroverted people, they're able to engage and immediately connect with people on a personal level. And I think that introverted people are just strictly more let's get right into the business. And I think, especially in our area, but especially in your industry, as well as in my industry of real estate, is people want to know how much you care about them before they care about what you know, that common phrase. And, and in our community, this bluegrass, and I think throughout all of Kentucky, it's really about that relationship that will make or break you. 100%. Uh, yeah, you know, I think... I think back to, you know, my parents starting the agency and so my mom worked Phasic Tipton for Deloitte of London. Oh, yeah. um, so she was doing a lot of equine uh, insurance and my dad worked for an insurance company. And so they paired together and it was, a, it was a good, a good bond just from the beginning because my mom 
really so did they pair did they do that before they got married or is that how they connect they connected they met through a mutual friend okay and they just kind of thought that you know they'd be a good match because my dad really has more of the kind of office behind the scenes you know he kind of makes the engine go and then my mom is really she's driven on connecting with people she's the oldest of her family as well my grandfather was a veterinarian in central Kentucky. And so he did small, all types of animals. And, and so I think she kind of got that gift of gab. I, I always say. Which she passed on to you. But you got to pull it out of me. I'm not just going to be the first one to talk in the room. I'm pretty, I guess I'm a listener first and then I talk after that. Well, you know, God gave me two ears and one mouth for a reason, double time on the ears, which took me a long time to remember or learn that lesson. But um, you definitely are. Alex has just a, a really great and unique ability to connect with people, you know, even going from the gym to the boardroom to a builder's industry association network meeting. You'll, you'll just see him. He's able to like just walk the room with ease and comfort and make those connections. And it's really fascinating and fun to watch you do that because it's it's so authentic and, and not that hard like come on like talk to me meet you it's you're just extremely engaging appreciate that i think so uh, maybe a people magnet as well as a people connector i think uh, like i said i think a lot of that comes from just being exposed to adult conversations from a young age i mean there's just no doubt about it the fact that i'm coming home from school from kindergarten until eighth grade and there are clients in the office talking about premiums, talking about coverage, talking about liabilities. And I'm sitting there soaking it all in, saying I'll, I'll never have to worry about that. But I think you also soaked in traits that you didn't even realize, right? When I look at my children and what they had to go through, and I'm realizing now as they were coming back and going into the working world of the things that we taught them without realizing it is when people are in the room, how to be quiet or how to, you know, interrupt a conversation or how to service them with maybe refreshments or, you know, showcasing them to the bathroom or exiting them out of the house or opening the door to the house. Those little etiquette um, traits that are so important when you're building those relationships. So you go from the weed man to the mosquito authority and then tell us the transition going from landscaping into insurance. Obviously, you're looking at mom building this business and dad. Tell us about how Lucy, Lucy is his mom, pulled you into this business. Yeah. So, you know, going back to the, the landscaping uh, business, you know, I worked a lot with some of our higher end clients. So on the commercial side, um, and I also worked with a lot of our equine clients as well. So. Uh, I understood the business side of things and kind of how to have those conversations about our contracts um, coming up for the year. So I was kind of already getting to that mode. And um, as my wife and I were expecting, I, you know, it was kind of a, just kind of a natural thing to think about, you know, why not have a ownership in my own future? Um, why not be able to be present for my children? Uh, just, I knew how important it was to me as a kid to be able to come home every day and see my parents. And I wanted to make sure I was able to do the same thing. Um, so it was super important for me to think about that. Nobody could have predicted 2020. Yeah. Um, so my daughter was born, you know, January, 2020 and, you know, everything kind of stopped at that point. I became a licensed insurance agent in March of 2020. Oh, wow. Oh, and what happened with COVID and the pandemic is uh, everyone got paralyzed for about a week, at least in our industry. I think across the country, we were paralyzed. What do we do here? Can't go outside, can't go inside. W what do we do? And then it was the choice of either moving forward and adapting into a different way of doing things or staying paralyzed. 100%. Um, and, and so, 
you know, coming on with my parents and partnering with them in our agency and, you know, kind of carrying on, carrying the torch to the next generation, there were a lot of things that they did really, really well. And then, then, you know, they're starting to get closer towards thinking about retirement. And there were a lot of things that we had to kind of revamp and kind of just hit refresh on. 2020 was a great time to be able to do that because we were, I was home with a newborn and my wife. And so we had a lot of time to kind of talk through things and work through things. So, you know, we refreshed our logo um, to bring it more just kind of to the heart of what we do. And, and what is that? Well, it's a jockey like, silk, you know, it, it, so for us, it's the heart of Woodford County, right? So, I mean, there's countless number of horse farms, there's countless number of thoroughbred champions, and we started in the equine side. Um, the equine world means a lot to us as an agency. Um, I, I truly, you know, think back to, you know, when my parents started the agency when I was born. We would always be on the move, whether it's taking pictures of farms, going and looking at horses. I mean, we did did it all, and it was like on the way to soccer practice. So I, I kind of think back to that, and then also the connection with Woodford County. You know, you drive downtown Versailles, you dead end in, into the courthouse, you look up on the left, there's a mural of a bunch of jockey silks. Yep. And so I just thought of, you know, what better way to connect with where we started and then, you know, what we want to do ultimately as an agency. And, you know, I'm kind of the visionary to take it to the next level and being part of a franchise group, I felt like I, you know, really kind of took a lot of the growth and how they grew on the the level of the franchise and kind of just put that into insurance business. So you really had the benefit, and there are so many businesses that really found COVID to help benefit and hurt, like surge them forward, is looking at the business from top down, that aerial view of what can we change and what a benefit from you coming not only from the law firm side of things and seeing, you know, the back end of things and then coming into a franchise where you're not only doing sales, inside sales, and running, you know, from the management side to say, let's revamp. And as someone that started this business, you just go to work, right? And you just put your head down and you build it and you build it. And, you know, we often say, let's, let's build this. And your parents did it. And then you're able to come in as a second generation and say, how do we make this bigger, better, and more efficient so that we can build a legacy that's that just keeps on going? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know what the stat is, but majority of second and third generation businesses are the ones that fail. I'm not going to be the one that fails. I could promise you that. And, no, I don't see that happening. You know, I, I love what truly do on a day-to-day basis. You know, I, I wake up every day with energy to really just, focus in on what's in front of me, but also what's beyond that. Um, and how can I change people's lives more than just insurance? You know, that that's really what my mission is in life. It, it's not to, oh, well, you know, how can I ad- adopt, um, you know, whatever insurance policy and put that in place, but how can I impact somebody's business, their life beyond insurance to help them grow okay so let's talk about that a new client comes in first of all i love the silks um symbolic logo because woodford county is the number one horse county in the country um the farms are absolutely beautiful and you your family went from equine insurance to really covering everything so one let's talk about the type of insurance that you guys do for homeowners and companies and businesses so that people know the realm of what you can do for them. And then two, as a new client coming in, how does that look for us? Like, How do you guide us into the insurance process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, somebody is either referred, calls us, uh, reaches out on our website, uh, 
no, really, it's all about a conversation first. So you're not a cookie cutter. No, we have agency standards that we put in place for auto coverage. So, you know, we help people with their personal vehicles, commercial vehicles, homes. Um, So we really want to have a conversation. You know, there's important information, like you got to get, you know, dates of birth, you got to get pertinent information to the policy. But then it's about adopting the coverage to the house or to the area um, you know, certain counties in Kentucky are, you know, more prone to experience tremors or, you know, earthquake pipe events. And so talking through those coverages and what that cost can mean to the overall annual premium is important to me. Um, but I, I think it's, I'm doing a disservice if I don't have the conversation first. Yeah, it takes time, but I would rather have the conversation to know that we've fully exhausted all options to create the best insurance program for somebody. So my, in my job, my daily mission is to deliver the dream of homeownership because I think everybody deserves to be a homeowner. And I find homeowners when we go through the process of um, getting them under contract to closing on that, there's a point in our process about insurance. And it's all telling so many people just want to know what's the best price. And that's why we refer people to you to say, hey, let Alex share with you what they can do and what that will encompass. And if you don't do this coverage or if you don't like do this limit, how that will impact if something should happen to your business or to your home. So I think that's really important. Without a doubt. I mean, I, you know, my, my job is to be an advisor. Um, and, and if you obtain a price quote that is covered for coverage cheaper than what I can offer it for, I would 100% urge you to go that direction. Whatever makes sense from a financial perspective and what you can afford, first and number one. Um, you know, the next thing would be to really be able to analyze the coverages that are put on to the policy and also the exclusions of what's excluded. I I think it's often missed when you don't read the actual forms attached to the policies. More and more things get excluded or changes to the policies. I would think a lot of people would miss that because with electronics and technology and now not necessarily always sitting down face to face like you had to when you went to every county, we get we, the consumer, gets your information, looks at the bottom line, how much is it, and then there's probably multiple pages after that, and they probably just pass through that. How, how do we help stop people from doing that? What's some words of advice, or what are the right questions they should be asking the insurance advisor or company when they're looking at their policy so they don't miss those things? I would always ask, in the event of a total disaster, how much, how long do I have to rebuild? Great question. We just had a client that had a fire and that was a big issue of how long did he have to rebuild his house and how long would he have to wait to get the check to start? Correct. Um, so I would always say, you know, look at the rating of the company that is insuring your house too. You know, the higher financial rated companies, most of the time are going to be with local agents and most of the time they're going to be able to have a finger on the pulse to help out the client, um, the insured, to get them the check faster, to make sure that there is immediate help. Because it's a devastating thing to go through. I mean, we when I first started with my parents, one of our clients had a total loss. Yeah. House burned down. They were out of town, thankfully. Nobody was harmed. No animals were harmed. But they had to rebuild the entire house. And so to be able to walk through that with the client um, is super important. And you, know, you, you can't call a 1-800 number um, and have that person there with you when you got to meet an adjuster, when you got to go out and take pictures and do all those things. It's a, you know, it's somebody that's not attached or connected to you personally. Um and I think it's just so important to understand the 
coverage is important, but having somebody there as a sounding board to step in and help you is even uh, and with the devastations that we've seen across the nation and hearing from clients, both in state and out of state, dealing with those, um, I think that's a really great point of having someone there to actually help through it because there's so much emotion going on with that devastation and being able to think clearly, the emotional level of the emotions of being upset, being angry, keeping a calm, steady you know, tone so that you can get through the process. Because on the other side, if you're yelling and screaming and crying on me, it's a lot harder to react with calmness to get you there. It's, I often see people get very standoffish. With, without a doubt. Um, and, you know, the agent's job isn't done after they click submit and the policy is bound. Our job is just beginning. And, um, you know, you can never not call a local agent and have that person there next to you when a major loss happens. Um, and I think that's, that to me is the most important thing is that you truly have somebody on your side to help you when that major event, life-changing event happens. Interesting. We had a personal experience or we had an insurance guy, um, for years and eventually had the opportunity to meet him in person at a real estate event when I was in real estate for a long time. He had no idea who I was and, you know, had a great funny sales pitch to me about, oh, I can do this for you and that. And I'm like, do you know my husband? And then he understood who I was. And I was like, there was no relationship over the course. And that's what we do. That's what you do is it's always about the relationship. And sometimes I think best part of the relationship is formed after the closing or after you know the paperwork signed 100 percent. i mean i i tell everybody that is a client of mine you tell me how often you want to talk to me i'll make a note if it's you know less infrequent i'll make notes to make sure that we have that conversation or we get together if it's on a weekly basis you're just part of my friend group and we just talk all the time oh that's great so you tell me what you want, and I'm happy to have those conversations with you. Whether it's about insurance, whether it's about your kids, whether it's about your, you know, your business. I'm I love being a sounding board. I like having that kind of you know conversation with clients. Okay, so tell us about the whole insurance industry. You're family owned, independent, mm-hmm. opposed to an agency that is a big franchise. Um. People will talk about being an insurance broker where you can broker off different things opposed to maybe a, a big company like State Farm or Allstate, companies like that. Where Tell people what that difference is for them using independent brokerage, et cetera. Well, I think as an, having an independent agent, uh, so independent agents have multiple carriers, multiple companies that they can do business with. So I'm appointed with say 10 different carriers. And so those 10 different carriers all have different rates as it relates to home insurance, as it relates to auto insurance, as it relates to business insurance. And so I can know the marketplace based on the type of house, where it's located, um, the insurance score, all of those things add into who is the best fit for this client. Not all, and it's not always cost you know it might be within 20 bucks difference and so i like to present all of those options when you're dealing with a captive which is state farm kentucky farm bureau all state nationwide you know most of those agents are captives they can only sell those policies through those companies those carriers if the price goes up they don't really have an option if the price goes up i have options to look to see does the market warrant this kind of increase and again i'm always for keeping the same coverage if you can find it cheaper with somebody else i will be more than happy to encourage you to go do that you know it doesn't hurt my feelings i understand at the end of the day cost is important you know it for a business owner cost is important or a homeowner 
we might have a different conversation. That's right. So what are some of the things in the home and your business that people should be aware about insuring that maybe a general policy doesn't necessarily cover? Meaning, obviously, there's flood insurance, there's hurricane insurance, um, I would think pool insurance, rings, jewelry. What other things, what should people think about adding onto a policy or making sure it's part of the policy so that if there is a total devastation or a theft, it's covered? Jewelry is a huge thing. Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of jewelry that is unscheduled. Um, so you don't want, in my opinion, I think anything over $5,000 in value um, or sentimental value, you should always think about scheduling. Um, but I would recommend that you don't schedule it on your homeowner's policy. So separate personal articles policy. That way, if there ever is a claim, it doesn't count against your homeowner's insurance. Great point. So that would be one thing. Additions or things that increase the value of a home. It, I think it's always very important to have those conversations with your agent to say, all right, well, I bought the house for 250000 but I put 60000 into it. You know, these are the things that I did. These are the things that are super important for me to get the valuation up should I have a total loss. And you can do that with extended replacement cost. You got kind of three three levels, I call it, of um, recuperating money after a loss uh, from the insurance carrier. So one would be replacement cost. So coverage A amount, you're insured for 200000 You have a total loss. Insurance company comes out. You re- They help you through the rebuilding process and you build it back for 200000 Extended replacement cost can give you upwards of 50% of the total coverage A amount. So 150% total extra. Um, so you go from 200,000 to 300,000 coverage. Again, you're restoring it back to what it was at the time of the loss. And then there's guaranteed replacement cost. So you're insured for 200,000. It actually ends up costing because of inflation, because of worker shortages, because of increased cost of materials, goods to rebuild it back. It ends up costing 225,000. Well, the insurance company is more than willing to indemnify you back to that state before. Well, that's interesting because I had I was taking some notes and I was going to say, what do you do, what, especially with the market the way it's been in Central Kentucky? Our appreciation on homes has increased fifty eight percent across the board in the last year. Right here in Fayette County, it's gone up over sixteen percent. What does a homeowner need to do with you? to compensate or make sure they're insured for that increased appreciation? And is that something that you guys often adjust to avoid some of those extended costs or guaranteed costs? Because obviously I would think it would affect your policy, but wouldn't that, is that better to do or to go with one of those programs? So it's, it's up to the homeowners, you know, so first you have to satisfy the bank. So if you have any kind of mortgage on the property, the bank's got to be 100% covered. So you can insure it for, in some cases, less than what the actual replacement is as long as the bank is satisfied. Um, next would be market value and actual replacement value don't always match up. And so that's where a case where extended replacement comes into play because you might be borrowing more than the actual replacement cost on the home. So to satisfy the bank, You've got to have extended replacement cost got it. Um, so that they're protected. But also you as the homeowner, you're protected as well because you want to build your house back if it burns down to the ground. That's right. You can talk through all those scenarios with an agent before the closing. And I think that's very important is to have hash all that out from the very beginning and say, all right, you know, what are the things that I need to ensure? You know, what what am I buying it for? What is it? come back at on the core logic uh, replacement cost and, and really have that conversation with the agent so they can guide you into, well, you really need to have this because of you only have this many square feet, you only have this on a cost per per square foot to rebuild it, and this is where you are based on the finishes of the house and then let the, well, then help them make an educated decision on this is the right Okay. 
So that was really helpful. Hopefully everybody thinks so as well. I want to go back to the different add-ons that we should think about when you're looking at a house, especially here in central Kentucky. We have acreage, we have farms, we have storage units or outdoor buildings. Tell me, what are some of the things that you find new clients coming to you haven't thought about when you walk them through the strategy session of their insurance policy? Yeah, so perfect case. If you have five acres and you have a old horse barn on the property, most of the time, depending on what the house is insured for, you're only going to get 20% of whatever the house is for structures that are detached. Um, so that would be like a detached garage or a shed. But it's not going to cover an old wooden horse barn. That might be $200,000 in value. So a lot of the times it's it's super important to schedule those specifically. And sometimes you can get separate deductibles for those buildings. Oh, good point. Okay. So detached garages. Any detached structure mm-hmm. from the home um, is separate from the home. Okay. And then we had jewelry. How about pool insurance? So pools, really, you just need to make sure that you include it. You know, it's a liability thing, right? So, you know, it's not necessarily, a, it adds value to a home, but it's not always going to increase the value on the replacement cost. Um, if the home burns to the ground, you're not always going to have issues with the pool long-term. You may, if that happens, or, you know, say hail happens, that's a detached structure. So you got coverage enough on the detached structures to have coverage there. But super important from a liability perspective that, all your gates work. Um, you can lock them and you have the necessary things in place to keep little kids out. What about for a business? Is there anything special that we should think about when we're opening up a business, buying a whole, uh, a building for our business? From a business perspective, I always like to separate the personal liability from the business liability. A lot of the times it's, I guess, making sure that you got the business entity set up uh, before you come to close on a bit on a commercial property, I think is so important just from a whole host of liability th- reasons, but also from a tax perspective, you know, my accounting background, uh, I always thought, you know, I'll never use this, but yeah, I did. I ended up using it a lot. So being able to set up those entities correctly. So talking to, you know, your tax preparation person, whoever that is, CPA, whoever you use, making sure that that entity is set up correctly and then used correctly to purchase whatever the building is. You know, if you buy a building in your name and you just insure it under your LLC that isn't registered with the state, there's really not any liability difference um, separated between you personally and the LLC. That was very important for some people probably to hear. It's always keeping that segregation between your business and your personal because if you commingle them, one, it's going to really have some serious effects in terms of taxes, but the liability and the insurance of that is sometimes what new business owners forget. And I think that's probably one of the most important things that you think about when you're doing your business planning of setting up your business. Without a doubt, you know, in every business, you're liable for something, whether it's marketing, whether it's uh, professional liability, whatever it is, whatever your business is, there is an insurance product to protect you in your business. Because as business owners, we all put everything we have into our business and there's no better way to protect that for a couple hundred bucks a year when you're just starting out than to buy an insurance policy to protect the business. Even if you don't own any assets per se in the business. About for the actual business owner. I mean, there are a lot of different things, you know, that you can do. I mean, there's there's so many different problems. Do you see why every everybody out there, do you see why you need to sit down with Alex and really have a conversation and some of the things that maybe you haven't sat down and really talked to an insurance agent about? Because I know with our business, we have, you know, through our partnership and a separate, you know, CEO insurance policy there's general warranties and there's so many different things that go into the business and when you're starting out a business you just don't know the questions to ask and that's why it's so important to sit down with a professional that's been doing this for years yeah i mean 
without a doubt. Probably the biggest thing is the E and O, which I'm sure you know all yeah. about. You know, it's like you don't think about that when you're starting off out in business. Like, what, what I need that for? And, and I think the professional liability gets missed a lot, um, even more so in today's climate, uh, cyber liability. Great point. And cyber is vastly becoming um, very expensive um, to carry a cyber policy because everybody is a target doesn't matter who you are if you open up one email you open up one text message and they get to a large client of yours well they're going to come back and trace that back to you and if you don't have the coverage in place you could be liable for a and that's a whole separate policy it's an add-on so it can be an endorsement onto your general liability or it could be a separate standalone great point and i think a lot businesses out there and people haven't thought about that. I, I think everybody's seeing the, the cyber hacking and the fraud that's coming on. We're seeing it with the big banks and the big hospitals and Amazon and Facebook, but it can happen to everybody. Nobody is immune from being hacked. Not at all. Um, I mean, true story, my wife got a text the other day uh, from somebody that she knows and they were being impersonated. And it was like, hey, this is so-and-so, give me a call. That's what the text said. But it came from a number that she didn't recognize. It wasn't that guy's number. And so she's like, well, this is weird. So she just sent him an email and said, hey, did you just send this text message? So it happens every single day. So double check every text and email that you're getting and don't open something. Make sure you look at the email address before you actually touch an attachment or reply to that, report it as spam before you do anything. Tell me, okay, so we've talked about some of the add-ons. We've talked about how you're the connector and the total people magnet. What are some of the failures that you had that were the best growth opportunities? Because growth always comes from the failure or the biggest challenges. Yeah, 100%. I would say that I have a, I guess, a stubbornness to want to do everything 100% done before it's presented or before I have all the final answers. And a lot of the time people want to, they want to start the conversation before you have all the answers. Yes. And so I think I've been stubborn in the fact that I want to be 100% prepared for every single thing and every question the client, whether it's a big business client or whoever, um, and I don't always have all the answers. And sometimes it's better just go ahead and just give them what you have and then start the conversation from there. And so I think I've had to put my pride to the side a little bit. Well, they often say perfection is the thief of progress. Yeah, I understand that pretty well. Yeah. Trying to get everything done before you move on to the next step. And I think people are really generous when we simply say, hey, I don't know that answer or I don't have 100% of it, but this is what I know. And if you will give me the time, I'll get all the information you need to know and get back to you. But it's hard to get in that habit and it's all training, isn't it? Just training our mindset. It is, yeah. I mean, it's it, taking a lot of time and, you know, at the, uh, also, I would say that referring to my parents for some help on certain things, whether it's, you know, administrative things or uh, it could be just a simple, smi mi you know, minor little task, but just getting them to help me with whatever it is so that I'm able to get five things done versus get stuck on that one thing and let the other four things fall to the wayside. So what is the goal for you guys in coming into the new year, right? We're starting a new year. What is the goal of the company and how can we help you get there? What do you need from us to reach it? Yeah. So we're really excited about, you know, just our partnerships with a lot of different carriers. You know, they've really created a focus on good insurance risks, uh, which we take pride in. You know, my dad was a specialty lines underwriter for Ohio Casualty for about 15 years right out of college. So he loves the underwriting, whether it's on commercial property 
residential, whatever it is. And he likes to go out and just visit the property and just kind of get an idea. Uh, he was also a firefighter for 25 uh-huh. years. He did that while being an insurance agent, uh, paired pretty well together. And so he's certified in fire investigation. And so he likes to go out and visit older properties, which we have a lot of uh, in Lexington and the surrounding counties, and just make sure that, you know, the, the things are done so that if there is a major uh, disaster, that there are ways in which those properties can be protected long term. Awesome. Yeah. So going into this year, we're looking to hire a new producer uh, in, in the agency. So somebody to kind of learn really from the ground up, you know, I prefer to have kind of a blank, blank canvas, you know, somebody that really hadn't had a lot of experience in sales or really anything, but can learn, so willing to learn. It is really where we kind of feel like we're going to thrive as an agency because we can teach them how we've done it as owners of the business. You know, so my parents, they had a philosophy. I have the same philosophy on how insurance should be sold and how policies should be structured, um, whether it's personal or business. Um, so I like blank slates uh, to be able to come, have people come in and work with us. And then some back office support as well, um, making sure that we keep the Department of Insurance happy. And So there's some opportunity for someone out there, if you're listening, that they are looking for talent and someone that has an open mind, a growth mindset that is willing to do the grit and the grunge that often goes into a business and learning it from the ground up. So if you have that in your brain and something that you want to aspire to learn from one of the greats, uh, we have the opportunity for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, You know, it's, it's definitely a rewarding thing to be able to teach someone about the insurance business, but doing it with the right level of thinking, um, the right things in mind for the client to get the ultimate solution. At the end of the day, that's what we're all about, creating the solution for the insurance need. Yeah, and I think another way that we can help you, and I encourage all of my peers out there in the industry, as well as the commercial industry, is, you know, when our client goes under contract and is going to buy a new building or property, give them the opportunity with Alex to quote it out and see what services he can offer and see if he can do a better job than who you're dealing with right now. I'm not trying to take someone else's business, but I think do your due diligence when you're, you know, investing in an asset. I believe real estate is the best way to build wealth. I believe real estate's the best way to build your net worth and everybody deserves to be a homeowner. So protect that. We always bring them out to all of our clients to say, hey, take a look at it. And if Alex wins, that's great for our client. And if Alex doesn't win, that may be great for our client as well. Um, I think information's power. So I encourage you to do the same with your clients. How else can we help you? For me, referrals are the most important thing. Whether it's just, hey, call this, this agency, they will guide you in the best way to make a decision about purchasing insurance, whether it's from them or not. And I've said that from the very beginning when I started with my parents. I want to guide people to make smart decisions to protect the largest investment that they make, their home, their business, all of those things. It's so important to me. I sleep well at night knowing that my clients are covered every single night. I know that the policies that I put out for their business or their home They've got great coverage. So I know for a fact, I can sleep well at night knowing that if the worst thing happens, we've got the coverage in place to get them back on the road to rebuilding, restructuring, or whatever it is, keep them going at the same pace they're going at right now. Well, and a great tip that you gave us was to, once you have your home situated and all done and made up when you're moving, when you've when you've moved into your new place or your new business and it's all established, go take a video of it and store it so that if God forbid something does happen, they can send you the video 
and you have everything in there to account for. Without a doubt. Pictures and videos are the most important thing when it comes to replacing contents, possessions, whatever it may be. I mean, you when you have a loss, the gestures they ask you, you feel like strange questions like, how many white t-shirts did you own? You know, those are the kinds of things. How many t? You know, how many button-up shirts did you own? How many dresses? How many coats? Uh, the paintings on the walls, the furniture, all of that stuff. You've got it in your mind, but can you reproduce it? I think that's so important. Did everybody's brain just like give a total like spasm right there thinking about that? If you had to write everything down in your house or your business, would you be able to do that? And if you don't, go take a video of it right away. I mean, I think we keep like the purchases and stuff, but we forget about the things that we've accumulated through the years or the things that we got rid of. And that's a really great tip. Thank you for that. Well, we're starting off the new year and Alex is always available. What's the best way to get in touch with you and how did they find you? Yeah, so you can call our office or our office number 859-873-5513. You can call my cell phone, 859-983. 0244. Say that one one more time. Yeah. Cell phone. Yeah. 859-983-0244. Uh, you can visit our website, woodfordins.com, or you can send me an email, alex at woodfordinsurance.com. Awesome. And if you're out and about, he's always out and about in the community. He works out at Guru Fitness over there in Tiverton every morning. Um, you can visit him there. He's also at all the builders associations. You're at the mortgage industry events. Tell us where else they can find you. Where's your Where's your happy place during the day? Where do you go get coffee? What's your favorite restaurant so they might pop in and see you? I guess I don't really pick and choose coffee places. It's more whatever's convenient. I, I do drink a lot of coffee from home. Keep me going. You know, and when you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, you need quite a bit of caffeine uh, to get you over the hump at uh, just past lunchtime. So <laughs> I think I'll leave here and go get some coffee. Convenient for me is, you know, there's uh, probably six different coffee shops in downtown Lexington. Uh, there's a great one in downtown Versailles right around the corner from our office. You know, lunch spots, I'm a pretty healthy eater. So you can pretty much find me at a couple times a week. You'll probably find me at Chipotle. You might find me at Lean Feast of Lexington. Give them a shout out. It's a great great spot uh if, you, if you're into healthy eating and then you know you can always find me pretty much at our office if i'm not working okay. with hey there's another great tip for you guys too if you want alex to come into your business or come in and do a seminar for you about insurance or things regarding your industry and what you should be cognizant of when you're you know looking at your insurance policies give him a call he does those and or he, he'll take you out to lunch, or you can meet up and have a cup of coffee and, and do that. But he's been really great about education and educating not only people in the industry, but as well as the consumer. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you mentioned the building industry. Um, and, and so I think that's a huge, huge marketplace for consumers on a day-to-day basis and making sure that people have trust in who they Use and have come into their home to do renovations. So I think, you know, ask for insurance, proof of insurance from those handymen, those construction companies, and make sure that it matches up and all the documents are correct. No better way to do that than call me. And I'd be more than happy to tell you if they have insurance, if it's correct, if it's current, um, and what coverage they're providing for you. That's great. That's a great tip. Extra tip. Bonus. Alex, it's been so great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all your advice and special tips. And again, you guys, if you have any questions at all, reach out to Alex. We'll have all this information dropped below. And as always, when you're ready to buy, sell, build, or invest, just ask Malia. Well, that wraps up another great podcast. Thank you so much for joining us at the Just Ask Malia's podcast series. It's always a pleasure to help the local and future residents of Kentucky make smart real estate decisions. And we love connecting you to our community. And that's why we do this. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast series. Make sure your friends and family know all about it. Tag, like us, find us on Facebook, social media. And remember, when you're ready to buy, sell, 
Build or Invest. I'm your girl, Just Ask Malia. 